existence. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. This is a podcast where you have to turn to minute number two to find out what happens in the rest of the introduction. Just kidding. This is a podcast about Radiant Black uh, by Kyle Higgins, Marcelo Costa, Becca Carey, and Michael Basuto. And the reason we got that funny intro today is because we're going to be talking about Rogue Sun number seven, um, an amazing issue that I can't wait to talk about. So, yeah, today I'm joined by my friends and my fellow co-hosts, Ali, Charlie, and Matt. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. It's been a while since I've been on the pod. I missed the uh, recording last month, but I'm excited to be back. Excited to talk about Brooks um, on number seven, which was just in one word, amazing. Doing pretty good as well. Um, excited to talk about this issue. Been uh, been indulged in a lot of awesome awesome movies lately about to go to black adam again after this i i can actually um my dad he hates he like he doesn't go to any of these comic book movies but he's a huge he has a huge man crush on the rock so i can finally get him to go to one so i'm i'm excited for that um but um yeah yeah i've been uh been doing pretty well yeah Yeah. excited to hear about your guys uh your guys story about meeting radiant black himself as well yeah, it was pretty sweet. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about Rogue Sun 7. This is the really makes you feel like the Rogue Sun picking the order that you want to go through the pages. So yeah, pumped, uh, pumped to talk about that as well as uh, me and Bash meeting Will Friedel today. You almost said you were hubbed to talk about it. I was curious. So. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did have a stroke recently. <laughs> uh, Will Friedel, yeah, that was such a good time. One um, an adventure. I mean, I, I remember, so I, I, I had to get my autograph yesterday. It was all like, you know, get autograph vouchers and everything. So I got my autograph. I, I picked Radiant Black number one. And when I went, went up to him, I talked to him for a bit. I told him we had to get him on the podcast. And he was just like, yeah, you know, for sure. You know, want to get on, talk about Radiant Black. He loves Radiant Black. And then he says we need to work on a catchphrase. And, you know, I thought Stay Radiant because that's what Kyle said. But I figured we want something more personalized to Radiant Black, I guess. But we'll see because Stay Radiant is still amazing. And, um, yeah, so he actually told me that uh, – and he asked his assistant to double-check, which I'm assuming was his agent or something because they seemed like they were together at every convention. But he was even like, wow, like, look at that. It's like Radiant Black. And he's like, I think you're the second person, like, ever to bring us this. And then his agent was like, yeah, and, like, probably, like, second or third person ever to bring it Radiant Black to get signed. So that's really cool. Um, and, and that doesn't really surprise me considering we just found out that, you know, recently, a few months ago or a couple of weeks ago, that Will Friedel is the voice of Radiant Black after – well, a couple months ago now, after issue number 15. So, yeah, that was just a cool little story. And today, Matt and I actually, so fresh right off the con, Matt and I got to go get a photograph with uh, Will Friedel, and it was really nice. And we, we asked him again to come on the, the podcast, and he seemed uh, excited by the prospect. So hopefully yeah. it happens. We'll reach out and email uh, his agent for sure, but because he's not very active on social media platforms, probably for the better because, you know, but yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was really chill and uh, super kind. We only saw him for like a couple seconds today, at least. Uh, Bash talked to him more during the signing. But yeah, he was rad. And it's really great that, I mean, already you got like a known actor for like people our age. You know, there's Kim Possible fans, Batman Beyond. Like he's done a bunch of stuff. Saved by the Bell. So like Dude, he voiced Kyle Rain. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's all you need. I mean, yeah, no, it was just great. And uh, he was very cool. It just seems like exactly like you'd assume. And uh, hopefully it's not the last you hear of uh, Will Friedel. And uh, we hope to get him on the podcast. Yeah, and they're they're doing Boy Meets World pod, I know, right now. So that's a, always a nice throwback to Boy Meets World. Anyway, we got a few things on the agenda here before we dive into Rogue Sun number seven. First things first is... I said stay by the bell earlier, didn't I? Instead of Boy Meets World. 
Then I yes, yes, but go. it's it's okay. I, 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 we, <laughs> Same I was I was I'm hoping to like almost cover you there. But... Saved by the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Matthews himself. They're basically one of the models for Radiant Black's Marshall. I'm not even gonna lie, Kyle. But we we all know. I mean, yeah, Boy Meets World is awesome. Check it out if you have. So last month, I was it earlier this month we got. Radiant Black number 18 Infinite or Infinity Edition, whichever one you call it. And we got the Rogue Sun number 7 Glow in the Dark and New York Comic Con exclusive variant. And both are gorgeous. If you haven't checked those out, I don't even, I, th- I think Addy told me earlier that they're, they're sold out of the website. So, you know, you might have to go onto the eBay. But uh, yeah, if you haven't checked those out, they're just beautiful. Uh, the Infinite, Infinity Edition, whatever, is the full uh, one page. Uh, one entire page of Radiant Black number 18, which Kyle showed us in the uh, in the Instagram, the Black Market Narrative emails, you know, where they showed us on the tables and everything. So I can't wait to gra- uh, get my hands on those. I know everybody here probably grabbed them. And uh, yeah, you guys grabbed them? Yes, I grabbed uh, one of each, one of the Glow in the Dark and the Infinite. I'm, I'm more excited for the Infinite because, like, I think as a yeah. reading experience, that would be pretty cool to see one super long panel across however many pages it is all in one connected page that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah no it'll be just cool to see it all all in one and see if there's any dude where are you gonna read it yeah (laughs) oh i I gotta put it all yeah we're we're just we're just thinking about the initial yeah but like going through it like i'm thinking like maybe yeah there's little different ways or you can see different paths through there because we just saw it reading like flipping through it like how many different freaking paths like there was and like how like almost like that almost like this book like choose your own adventure like we even like we we started it like bash like you you read it a little different than we all did like to start um so yeah the whole thing in in one go is it's gonna be freaking awesome yeah that glow in the dark is sweet as well I, I can't wait for someone to take it all apart and like frame it. I'm I'm sure somebody's gonna do that eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gotta. So wait, why why did you put that idea out there? We should have done that first. <laughs> yeah. So now everybody's gonna do it before us. If you do do it, tag us so we could see it and admire it, of course, because that sounds like an awesome idea. Anyway. So the next thing we have on the uh, Radiant agenda is that the IGR, a.k.a. Inferno Glow Red, solicits for book one and the covers slash variants are out. So I just want to say a big, 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 big thank you to Matt Groom and everybody uh, involved, Igor Monti, Becca, uh, is it Becca Dorso, right? Or is it my... Erica Dorso? Right? Erica Dorso, yes. Oh, yeah. Erica Dorso. And um, Matt Groom and uh, Igor Monti. Am I forgetting anyone? I think that's everyone. So, yeah, um, Inferno Girl Red looks incredible. And, yeah, so we got Dorso, Groom, Monti, Carey. And book one's coming out January 25th, 2023. And the reason I'm thinking the group, so I keep forgetting, I'm sorry. So we've got the Cover B Mana variant, Francesco Mana. Awesome cover, very reminiscent of his supermassive illustrations, which are just beautiful. We've got the cover C by Nicole, or is it Nicole? Yeah, Nicole Gu. Is it Gu or Zhu? I'm sorry. I'm not 100%, but gorgeous cover that I'm going to be picking up myself. Honestly, I'm going to get all of these. We've got the 1 in 10 incentive variant by Scott and uh, Quok. 
and Nicholas Scott. And then we've got the Carlini variant, which is a 125. So that one's going to be, you guys know that that one's going to be, everyone's going to be going after that one. I, I can't wait to get my hands on them. Inferno. Got to complete the Carlini gauntlet. And then the one in 50 Durso and Mar- uh, Marcelo Costa variant with Inferno Girl Red and Reading Black. And we've all been talking yeah. about this cover since they showed us the Kickstarter, right? So I got to say, I mean, what do you guys think of the covers? I think they nailed it. Yeah. That that one's exciting. Just just the art for this series, like is just every page, like every preview they've put out, just looks just looks incredible. And I think I think it was yesterday Igor Monti put out the the books finally fully, uh, fully colored, ready to go for uh, January. So yeah, I just can't cannot wait to go and go through that whole thing. Um, and uh, yeah, all the covers, it, looking inside the book and like looks just just as good as outside the book. So definitely, definitely like that. Dude, I'm in love with Erica's art. Like I haven't even seen it, but every time we get any preview of it, I'm just like, this art is incredible. And I know we say that about a lot of Massiverse artists, but she she's really up there for me. Like her style is really close in terms of the aesthetic that I really like, the contemporary style aesthetic of the comic. It's really lively. Yeah, it's it's kinetic as hell. I like it. I like I like the artists. There's a lot of uh, artists working in the Massiverse that really do it for me. Like Daniele DiNiculo, and I think Erica is another one. So I'm very excited to see. I, you know, we talked about how incredible uh, Cassia Costa's design is, and that's who that's the civilian name of the character who is in front mm. of Go Red. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, so yeah, we would talk about the solicit real quick before we move on. So here we've got. A new school, new relationships, new possibilities for any teenager. Big moves are both challenging and exciting. But it's a whole other thing for Cassia Costa because an ancient cult and their army of demons has ripped their new home of Apex City out of our universe and cast it into darkness. To have any hope of saving it, Cassia must survive the worst night of her life, embrace a secret legacy, and fight, find the courage to fight what all seems lost as the blazing light of hope in the dark. Inferno go red. So yeah, from creators Erica Durso and Mag Room. The saga of the newest Image Comics superhero begins here. Cover prices were confirmed by Matt, and they're $5.99. And we're getting 56 pages. I think they said, if I am not mistaken, I think it's like 40 or 40-something pages without ads. So that's awesome. I, you know, totally worth it for me. I'm very excited. Can't wait. And, um, yeah, uh, what do you guys think? Are you guys excited as hell as well? It's definitely my most, like, anticipated title coming up i've been waiting for this book for so long and i i know all of us have been like kicking ourselves for missing the kickstarter when it first came out so i'm finally excited to get my hands on this cannot come any sooner yeah yeah same here it's nice to finally have a date for it like this is the most anticipated it's they took the kickstarter route which you know definitely uh benefited like locking in a certain amount of issues they could write and and getting you know having the people directly fund you and stuff like that but it took kind of forever to get the dates and get it out to the public so it's great that the public is finally going the larger public i mean not the people that were there for day one are finally going to get their hands on it because the art's amazing and i really enjoy what we saw of Kasia in massiverse so yeah this looks to be awesome i mean all the titles have been hit so far and i doubt this is gonna be any different yeah no i agree i'm like i'm I'm really excited i'm almost like i don't want to talk about it anymore because i i I just like i'm too i'm really really excited for this i'm I'm jealous of all the kickstarter people who are going to get a an early head start but kudos to you for being uh, wise enough to get in on it 
But uh, yeah, next thing we have up is, I guess, a quick mention as well of the incredible Radiant Red. So Radiant Red trade paperback is actually coming out um, very soon. I'm going to double check the exact date to confirm. But yeah, Radiant Red trade paperback. If you haven't gotten in on that yet, get in on it. Um, everybody on the podcast enjoyed Radiant Red, some more than others. <laughs> but uh, I will say that in in uh, when I was rereading it, uh, afterwards i enjoyed it a lot more i don't know why i just thought about more so december 7th that's when the radiant red trade paperback is coming out make a good christmas present a good radiant christmas present and it collects and reprints radiant red one to five i heard michael say that it'll collect radiant black number six as well i'm not a hundred percent sure on that so, oh yeah it says here collects radiant black number six and radiant red number one to five there you go it doesn't get better than that 16.99 cover price so yeah, check out Radiant Red. Um, I, I'm very excited. I th- I'm going to be picking up the trade paperbacks just because I like to have all the Master First trades on my shelf. And um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be rereading this. Of uh, Radiant Black Drop, too, on the 28th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely Which was great. I picked up mine. Love it. Uh, it, it. I love the consistency and the look. Uh, it's very unique, right? Because the covers are different than anything else. It's it's them rising and the look, uh, the, the different things that happen. This, we've got the Mech. we got Mecha and a few of the... Uh, rogues on the cover of this one and you know the quality is is up there like all the other trades yeah i agree yeah so yeah trade paperbacks are out get your massive trade paperbacks god knows we've done so many giveaways for uh, the previous editions and maybe there'll be one in your future speaking of it's actually almost halloween soon and if any of you are going to be dressing up as a radiant character please share that in the radiant black discord or tag us on twitter Instagram or any social media, and let's see your uh, Masterverse uh, costumes. I just, I, yes, just the please. thought, yeah, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, just the thought of some people. I, I know we've had uh, one or two folks in the Discord who've done the cosplays, and they've been incredible. So, yeah, and and then just you know, it's always like an exciting time, Halloween every year. Hope you guys have been celebrating your movie fests and your horror fests. Anyway, last item on the agenda is that Radiant Pink is finally also uh, up for pre-order. And one thing I just also want to credit the the uh, Massiverse team for giving us, because it's very generous, is if you look at the Radiant uh, Pink number one, which, by the way, Radiant Pink is another miniseries spinoff spinning out of Radiant Black. We're going to be obviously focusing on Pink herself. And the creative team is... Uh, two writers, Melissa Flores and Megan Camarena, aka Strawberry. Uh, they're going to be writing together with uh, artist Emma Kubert and I believe uh, colorist Rebecca Nalti with uh, letters by Becca Carey. So for number one, so first of all, so before I get ahead of myself, Michael Basuto said that every single issue is going to have a variant that's a video game homage, like a classic video game homage. So that alone is a really cool theme, considering, you know, Pink is a We're gamer. Portal. Yep, yeah. Portal. You beat me to it. Yep. Portal 1, gorgeous cover by Kelly McMahon. Uh, amazing, just beautiful. I, 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 It was recognizable right away. And then the most important uh, thing here on the agenda is that Rainy Pink number one cover B is actually a Tom Whalen variant. It's the Tom Whalen helmet variant, and it's actually open to order cover price. So it's not an incentive. So all of you uh, Radiant Black uh, readers, Masterverse fans that want to get the Whalen set, the helmet set, it's going to be very easy for you to grab a hold of this cover because it's going to be very cheap and very available. So I highly recommend pre-ordering a copy because, my God, Tom Whalen's, <laughs> Tom Whalen's covers are just gorgeous. 
What's a video game cover you guys want to see referenced? I want to see Doom. Doom. And you can have it instead of Rip and Tear, yeah. Blip and Tear, because she's teleporting. Come on. If it has to be, if it has to be like something kind of similar to the, the to the portal, yeah, I get it. Have to maybe. It, I'm not saying it does, but I'm saying if it does, that would make it a little bit more. We're likely to see Fortnite or Apex, like some battle royale referenced as a cover, mm-hmm. since that's what's popular and what people are streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I I would love to see like. Uh, uh honestly anything so like that the ones they've chosen so far are fantastic and i i, I think we're in good hands so yeah yeah I, I think they're ripe for getting people that don't really read comics or just people that wouldn't necessarily be the audience for uh for radiant pink that could definitely get some some eyes on the series so it's a good idea and like as a gamer like they're definitely covers i'm looking out for oh 100 and they're going to be incentives which is going to make them in my opinion more desirable for certain people obviously for collectors and whatnot so yeah i i do love like the radiant pink cover for for the 125 for number one and then number two i think it's the bleeding edge or whatever it's called that game so that's what they're doing the variant something edge i forgot what it's called but yeah and number two, we have, you know, we talked about her new romantic interest or her new friend, but it seems like, you know, on the cover of number two, they're kind of kissing. So, well, Radiant Pink might be getting a new romantic interest, which is exciting because that gives us more to talk about. And I know you're still hurting from Z. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I nothing to say. It's just sadness over here, but whatever. <laughs> is this, we'll um, do we know, is this done like in the present or the past? You know, like what timeline yeah. this is? If I had to guess, I would say it's going to be in the present, but I'm not entirely sure. Like, like let's just see the solicit. The solicit says, life is good for Eva. Ever since teleporting superhero Radiant Pink, okay. yeah. uh, her yeah. started guesting on her streams. Her view count has skyrocketed and fame and fortune are surely close behind. But when a charity appearance is interrupted by a squad of mercenaries hunting for the Radiant that powers her, Eva will find herself very far. So I, I guess it'll be some, sometime at least after 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah that's my thought, too. Yeah. After Russia and after she met Marshall, but then her yeah. life. After her after. origin issue, for sure. Yeah, yeah which no. was thir- 13, right? Was it 12 or 13? It was one 12. of those. It 12? Okay, so it'll, 12. it'll be for sure after that since it references that. But yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited, and uh, I'm sure if we ask Mr. Massiverse himself, aka Michael Basuto, he'll, <laughs> he'll answer that question uh, immediately. So yeah, and don't forget that Kyle Higgins, and I guess this is more of a teaser than an agenda item, but it is worth mentioning. Kyle Higgins did say that he is going to be there is some more Cowl stuff coming up. That's what he said. Just a little bit vague, but yeah, very exciting. I can't can't wait. Can't wait to see more Blaze. Yeah, yeah. the more the better. The more the better. <laughs> I was literally wearing my Blaze shirt today when we when we went to uh, when we went to get our pictures with Wolf. We had to represent. Yeah, but yeah we're we're a yeah, we, still, Radiant we still have Radia, Radia st- still in that on that cover yet to show up in the massive verse. So yeah, still some still some ties and yeah some. Dude, I can't imagine Radia in the massive verse. Like, oh my gosh, she's so badass. Can you imagine her like like just tussling with all the other Radiant characters? I would like, love. <laughs> I, I, I yeah no her her, her Marshall yeah Mar- Marshall and Nathan yeah no I I would love to just see their reactions to her just like beating up like a bunch of bunch of just thugs or something. No. This is fanboy, man. I would fanboy. I'd fanboy the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, before we dive into Rogue Sun number seven, just want to give a big shout out and thank you to our Patreons. So we've got Noah and Patrick. Thank you for your patronage. Yeah, Patrick <laughs> was, was our first patron, and that's a big deal. Actually, no, Noah was our first. Noah was Noah. Yep. But, but wow. 
We, we don't favor patrons. Everyone is equal, and we love you all. Thank you so much for your support. Everybody. Everyone is equal, but you never forget your first. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, thanks so much, everyone that uh, contributes to the podcast and make things way easier on our end. If we can do like if it can support uh, subscriptions and uh, we can bring you better material, it's amazing. And um, yeah, no, uh, we we appreciate your support so much, and it means the world to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get automatic enrollment into our rating only fans. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> You have to pay it too. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have radio. Really. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah no, soon to, well, soon to come. Actually, yeah, we've had we have some really good ideas coming soon. So I'm very excited. We have some. Obviously, where our patrons are going to get early access and other special things. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited for the future. So thank you, patrons. Now, Rogue Son number seven. Without further ado, one of my favorite issues, uh, single issues this year, just of all comics. Just so much fun. Really, it just took me back to being a kid and reading your. Uh, Reading the Choose Your Own Adventures Goosebumps books, if you've ever seen those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Rogue Son number seven by Ryan Parrott and Nick Cotton. So we've got a co writer here who helped uh, Ryan First Parrott. First co writer, right? Yep. First co writer on. Yeah. I believe Carl. so. Yeah. Artist Zay Carlos. I, I hope I didn't butcher the, the, the pronunciation of that. Uh, colorist Raul Angulo, who we love here at the Masterverse because he's worked on a few Masterverse books and even Power Rangers with, with these creators before. Letterer and. Uh, Letter Extraordinaire, actually, Becca Carey. Covers by Marcelo Costa and an awesome Choose Your Own, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure variant by Kath Lobo with the Ornette there in the background. Really love that. Production designer Wesley Griffith, logo designer Phonographics, and editor and designer, of course, Mike Pursuit. So, yeah. Um, what did you guys think? Because we're, we're going to change the explanation here. Or, sorry, our, our discussion structure here a little bit, considering the structure of the comic book itself. So... What did you think overall of the structure of the comic book? Were you confused at first? Did it confuse you? Did you struggle to get to the ending? Or what do you guys think? Well, going in, we knew that uh, it was going to be choose your own adventure, right? So I mean, for us who are like, you know, it's like for our hobby, we're usually on the top of this stuff. We talked to Ryan, who we're super thankful he came on the podcast about stuff. So I, we knew that there would be numbers on every issue to follow and stuff like that. So we were prepared. But I imagine that if you're just reading the issue and not listening to the podcast or keeping up. This would have been like a leap, even if you know what choose your own adventure books yeah. and how are and how they go. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested to hear uh, Ali's experience here because I know he he this kind of was his first time. If uh, if I'm, I'm yeah, not, I'm not definitely. mistaken. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I know first. for me it was pretty it was pretty clear for the most part. I know me and Bash talking about this right before. Um, like I, I went on this digital um, for the first time. Um, so e- e- either way you read it, um, physical or digital, you can like you can actually see the pages at the top, like if you tap on your screen and it it, it makes it really easy. And um, I, I thought it was really well organized and the numbers were were pretty well laid out. And uh, yeah, it was pretty they made it as simple as possible to get to get through for the most part. So, yeah, yeah. Plus, I just noticed if you look at the one, like in the top corner, there's like almost it's written on the sun, right? So you see like the yeah. light surrounding it almost, which is a nice touch. Like, oh, like it's like yeah, the aura. Yeah. No, and, yeah. it's it's right there J- just to set the scene like that. That that shows like, yeah, there's going to be a number there every time. Mm. So, that yeah, no, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, no, interested to hear your thoughts, Ali. Yeah. So like you said, this was my first choose your own adventure book I've ever read. Um my my immediate thought was I thought it was very weird that on page two I thought it was strange that it was bolded when he says I just glanced at the solution on page twelve and I forgot about like I I thought about it for like one second I was like why is this bolded and then I forgot about it 
and I went through it and I got stuck for about like five minutes just going through that same loop. I'm pretty sure you guys know what I'm talking about where you you get stuck yep. and you go back and like there's literally no solution, you know. And then I was like, wait, wasn't there something bold in the beginning? And I had to go back. I looked at the bolding and then I, I finally solved it. It felt cool because I it didn't feel like I was just reading a book. And I think Bash mentioned this before we, we were uh, recording. It felt like I was playing a game, like I was trying to solve a puzzle or something. Yeah. Yep. So it was it was it wasn't just like I was reading a comic book. I was like actually playing something. It was it was great. It was a totally new and refreshing experience for me. You you know how you yeah. would describe this episode like like if I had to like if I could if everybody would understand this reference as a title, I would be happy. But you guys know the the the, the office, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know the the episode where Ryan the temp starts a fire and they keep singing yes. the song with the and cheese pita started a fire yeah, Ryan yeah, yeah. Started the fire yeah that yeah. that's that's basically what ryan did when he made rogue son he like literally <laughs> started the fire because like this, that, that, that's what that's what this is man because like it's fucking amazing i i like i understand why he needed a co-writer for this because it is a little bit confusing to, to write because if you're so used to structure being a certain way and then you're going to experiment with this it probably is a little bit jarring. That being said, I, I agree with what you said in that it was very smooth to read. I really appreciated that they put the numbers at the top. Oh, like I, I, <laughs> I, I, I know it's not it's probably not really needed, but like it really made a big difference. It I think really it is. Did. Otherwise, it you're is, counting yeah, one, yeah, two, three, yeah. four, five, six. When you see the number, you know, and there's no, you know, uh, the page could be like, what's page one? Is it the index? Is it like the yeah, opening with all true. the teams? So that way, yeah. no, no bullshit. You know what you're doing. And the intro on page 12 and also i just wanted to mention like ori had a different kind of aura in this issue when you see her just show up here after what we saw in 18 it was so cool to see her pop up so just the interconnectivity yeah. if you didn't read 18 you didn't need to but there's just a nice little you know flavor to this issue how did you feel about zay carlos doing the art because I, I was saying earlier like i i felt it worked so well for this issue which is essentially more action-packed than almost all the rogue some issues we've had because it's mostly an action issue and i thought his his art style was a little bit less atmospheric and moody than abel's where you get a lot more of the feels in terms of the you know how how dark the series is how esoteric it is but here i felt i felt the more kinetic energy coming from his artwork so it felt a lot it almost reminded me a lot of invincible like you know like the head fighting the kraken with the, the omni man yeah that that yeah. issue yeah it reminded me a lot of that yeah so it's just like i love i love i don't know whose idea this was but there's a lot of there's a lot of like first of all I love the difference between whenever we're in a page with Ornit how the entire background goes gray and it makes you feel like you're in a different you know area like you're in that it's like Twilight mis- Princess with the wolf segments yep. with the hero shade teaching kind of stuff like it's that exactly. kind of stuff. I, like, I love it or exactly. Pokemon Sword and Shield when we don't have time to animate backgrounds so everything's just gray uh no but yeah no <laughs> you're right it's like it's amazing like have you ever played World of Warcraft and you, you know when your screen when they put smoke in your screen and you can't see anyone else and you're just like in a different place it's like that that's basically what they did the fog of war yeah. isn't that yeah, how exactly. it is when you're dead too like everything yeah. around you is black and white exactly. and trying to walk back exactly. everybody Yep. Yeah. I thought this was ingenious. I thought it it was so on theme for the character. It was such a it was a very interesting way to convey Ornit and his power set or their power set. I don't even know what Ruth or what it is. But my God, I, I'm super into everything. Like I, I love how mysterious this issue was in Ornit, and like you get kind of a taste for what the character can do, but you don't really know much more about them yet. 
and I love that. I thought it I thought it gave us a little bit of crumbs here and there and, and kept yeah. us on our toes, you know, wanting more basically. We we talked about the design or their design a little earlier uh, when it was revealed at Comic Con and stuff like that. But uh, what do you what do you guys think about it? I like how it's very Corvallisy. You got the L and the hair it can almost look like you know like the hour hand on a clock if you look at it the right way. Because design's amazing. Kind of, yeah, I think it's really sweet. Like he looks, yeah. it's kind of like Batman. It reminds me of like Mad Hatter mixed with like the Riddler, kind of like with the like the way he is, not design wise. I think it's sweet. What about you guys? I think it's very unique. Like I've never seen anything quite like it. Like yeah, Court of Owls kind of, but I love the color yeah. set. Yeah, I love the lamp, like the the little the ornament thing. The sensor. Yeah, the sensor fate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, remind, I love that whole sensor fate set because it reminds me a lot of like different Doctor Fate comics yeah, as well, yeah. things like that. So, I I I really loved it. I loved the colors in this issue because we had we had so much we had a diversity of colors between pages or a lot of different pages depending on the paths you took put you in a different entirely different setting and that you really felt that experience because it was handled very masterfully between the you know the page transitions. So for example. You know, there's a page that basically tells you where you could use the black fire. And then when you go to that page with the black fire, the entire page is like a red orange. And it just it's so it's so it's incredible. It's it's very different than, you know, the other page where you're you're fighting. What's his name? Lord Viathan. Lord Viathan. Hell yeah. 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 So, yeah. No, I I, I, I don't know. I love Dan. There are certain pages where, you know, where he. Is that one page the first time you encounter Lord Viathan where he punches Lord Viathan? He says, "Man, just when you think you've seen it all, I see monster mashup. Crazy." I love how him landing down on the ship and knocking Lord Viathan aside, like they did the whole background as orange, almost to emphasize the effect of it. It's just so cool. I, I love that kind of thing. It's funny you mentioned Wow, or uh, Wow was brought up. I think uh, it was Ali that mentioned it. Uh, he has almost like a Naga kind of body, like the base body looks yep. like the Nagas yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the octopus. So I like that it's almost like the rage of the sea itself. Like these creatures, like Lord Viathan is probably just the body, but maybe it's just like an angry Aquaman or or just like a Namor. Like the rage of the oceans themselves are together in me, and like we are yeah. one being coming at your ass there. I, I, like yeah, it, it's very it it is like the Finnegan Root school of design, where it's like we'll take all these kind of things. How it's just kind of like Roadkill, except he's like Roadkill of the sea, uh, ocean kill, if you will. So yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. I'm curious actually if like that octopus kind of just like is was there like all all the time, or just kind of like, or if that's actual a separate creature or something. But um, no, I, I I right away when I saw the name, I just laughed for for a long time um, because for me. Uh, like for me personally, like um, like in uh, Canada's Wonderland is like a like a couple minute drive for me, and the biggest the biggest roller coaster there is named the Leviathan, after after like the big sea creature or whatever. Like I, I guess it's like a multi head sea creature. I, I don't even know what the actual what the actual creature's called, but I I just love this take on it and like just oh, the 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 name was all 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 these names we're getting and all the designs are are absolutely awesome but uh this this one especially i think it was the colors too like uh bash was saying really really just pops the whole time and it depends where you are but um i really got kind of i wouldn't say a different vibe but i i, I kind of did um from from this issue is there's a lot more yeah did, just, did you guys see that page where he goes to that one um because they show different fates, right? Like different fates depending on the different yeah. choices he takes and what each choice, the, the you know what the path each of each choice leads to. There's one page where uh, I always forget the name of the guy with the big axe from early on, but it's him, a Cataclysm, the werewolf, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it almost felt like a little Sinister Six kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really loved that. I loved, like, them, even though it was imaginary. You know what I mean? Like, he's all imaginary because it's all that. But I also want to say the page where Ornette gets locked up by Dottie. And, not by Dottie, sorry. Where Ornette gets uh, messed with by, by Rogue's son. And he gets, you know, we see that whole, like, them play with the panels and how the, it's almost yeah. like a shard of glass constantly like going into People, like being pulled into the yeah yeah that was incredible that was like an incredible page just genuinely like i felt that you know what i mean i i i there i i really i love how unconventional this issue is in the sense that they're they're tackling so much but they're still not afraid to shy away from these incredible visuals you know one page yeah you guys talked about is the page with all the destinies and yeah let's let's go to that page for a second let's look at that page. Once, well i just want to say that page 20 that you were talking about is like it's almost emblematic of the full issue like the tiles are in whatever order that uh, you know that dylan has put them in right and it's all in your control and we're like dylan with the control of like the order of the comic and, and just yep. like dylan is in control of ornate's future or his present at the very least yeah and yeah exactly and i just want to say that other page before where we're looking at the destinies or the potential fates or yeah so he says when one shatters the sensor of fate they experience every possible failure over and over again a hundredfold it's interesting that i want to emphasize that he says every possible failure mistakes that could happen again mistakes so here we're, we're looking at negative things and then he says mistakes that should happen and then he says mistakes that will happen so let's take a a second here to analyze this page because like you guys said before we started recording i think this is by far the most one of the most significant pages of this issue if not the most so in the first one on the left the top left we've got the cover for rogue sun number seven uh near comic-con glow in the dark edition which is what we talked about him and his almost like this royalty form full armor with the cool like halberd scepter thing staff thing that's like Lord yeah. of the Seven Seas because he's got Krakens yeah. behind him there. So reminds me of like of um, what's it called? Like Sauron, you know, when he's in yeah. armor. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's oh, in yeah. like full armor, sitting in his throne. Like he looks. It's not exactly the same, but I, I it's like it's a similar idea where he's it's just like badass. Yeah, yeah. Like his throne. He's got his armor, the pointy shit, and then he's got his weapon. You know, he's decked out basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I love that. I'm, I lo- I love what we get here, and then yeah, we we see we see another one. I forget what this creature was called, but the dude with the with the spine with the spine. Finnegan Root. Yeah. Finnegan Root. He's getting yeah. married. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, getting married. Yeah. That, that was the funniest one. He's I was getting, like, yeah. wait a minute, who is that? Yeah. I love that. It's at right beside it. Mistakes that will happen. I don't know. Dude. Like, is that talking about? That's like, the one that mistake? interests me the yeah, most. Like, that's, yeah, like who is he getting married to? The roadkill yeah. dude right there. What, what is the mistake? Is that he didn't get a prenup? No. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I think there's a lot of mistakes going on in that I, marriage. But I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I care more about this wedding than any other comic. Any other I, yeah, marriage I, in any comic. I swear. I'll be there day one. Catwoman, Batman, who? Dude, I just want to know what's going on. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Suave with an army of zombies. We got, like, Marvel Zombies 3 here with Suave. Like, what is it all with zombies making a comeback these days, man? <laughs> but I just want to know what's going on there. Because where is that? Like, I've never seen that background area with, like, the well and then, like, the little shack behind him. I'm very curious. Like, is he bringing mm-hmm. him from another dimension or another plane? Can you picture Marshall popping up? Like, hey, yo, you got alien? You got zombies <laughs> over here? Shit. I got to hunt them. <laughs> Although, you, that'd be pretty easy. Just let them hover and you can't bite anybody. Uh, when you're just like in the air i guess but yeah no i'd be interested in that for sure like we got zombies like i love it when they do this it's like super massive did something very similar and those chickens still haven't come home to roost but i'm anxiously awaiting that yeah 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Kind of, kind of a similar similar thing going on here. And I, I and love Dottie. this armor here. Is that Dottie in uh, Cataclysm? Yes! That's right. Yeah, she's the new Pharaoh. She's in Overwatch 3. That's confirmed now. But <laughs> it is dope armor. And mistakes that should happen, like, hey, maybe she she has a way better knowledge of this stuff. Is this, way, is this like a Lord of the Rings thing? Is she being corrupted by Cataclysm? Or is Cataclysm, or is she like, what, what? it's very vague. That's the thing. Like, is Cataclysm killing her? Is it like a symbiote? Is it like like the ring where it's like corrupting her do you know what i mean yeah and slowly corrupt her while trapped on the inside yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and then and, and man ori what's ori doing man up to more fuckery i see like it wasn't enough what she did in the issue like three or whatever now she has to get up to more no good but she, she has a very sinister look to her face too like she's evil yeah, she's always fucking around yeah she watched dr strange too she's got the <laughs> dark she's going to wanda she's going over to wanda's yeah she's got the wanda fever right now but no, this page is this page is incredible. Just genuinely, like I, I I don't even know if there's something to the color scheme where, like you, when you could should will right like you when you go to when you sit when it's could it's like less dark when it's should it's a little bit more dark when it's will it's lighter. Have you guys noticed that? It's like it's weird. Like yeah. should for me yeah no it's a good point but for me should like maybe he died like Rogue Son's dead so she has to take on some power not necessarily Rogue Son's like maybe I should die and someone else could be better. At this. it could be very nihilistic about like hey maybe it would be better off in this also are we going to get a more mature dylan next week probably since he's like had his like dormammu have come to bargain moment and yeah. lived through like much more time who knows yeah, probably not. i wouldn't bet on it yeah yeah i wouldn't bet on that <laughs> yeah. I, there, was, there was a little bit of maturity i feel like towards the end you know what i mean where he was like not in the diamonds anywhere but in the diamonds please i guess i guess and is that because of his mom yeah I have no idea. I, I I guess yeah. I guess part of it is because his mom, but also like he's probably traumatized from the last time Demonica escaped from the diamonds, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. I think it's interesting too. Like this is the first kind of adventure, pretty much in his life that he's been on by himself. Like that he's hmm. really that he's really going. Like this is the first time he's kind of been on his own and he's kind of going through himself. So yeah, I think really he will he will grow from this for for better or for worse for for a little bit but yeah no i, th- I think he uh, he'll pull a lot of things from good from point issue for sure. he was alone but not entirely right because he still kind of had ornate not with him but like as an antagonist in the back of his mind with way more info yeah. and stuff like that so there's still kind of that too yeah that's yeah that is, yeah yeah order was saying a lot of stuff his dad would say as well you know what I mean? like oh i need to prepare you yeah and, yeah that is true that is yeah, true. yeah. So, yeah he was alone but kind of shook him off and then now now he's alone at this point um so i guess we'll see where he goes from here but yeah yeah no that that is a good point speaking of do you guys think we've seen the last of marcus no no way zero chance i yeah i think we'll see him in the uh the menagerie or whatever the crystal menagerie or whatever when we go hopefully when we go in there eventually i think we'll see him by the end of this arc Sure. My, what I want to happen is I want to see Marcus come back and somehow get a different Rogue Sun suit and then both of them yes. go at it. Yes. I want to I want to I see like Billy Blood Moon like gather a like a werewolf army. It's <laughs> like, like try, just try to like, take with... over. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't man. There's just so much you could do with Rogue Sun and I, it's really crazy just looking at the characters in this issue. All of it: Ori Bell, Billy Blood Moon, Brock Bell, Cataclysm, Dottie Perrin. Uh, Perrin, sorry, Finnegan Root, Lord Vithan, Ornit, Rogue Sun, Dylan Siegel, obviously, and right Swaz. Right. Yeah, and, and you, you think about that, that's like so many characters, and it, it just felt perfectly paced 
and yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's just so much you could do with these characters. I can't wait to see it. And, uh, man, am I having a blast with Rogue Son? I really am. I have recommended Rogue Son to every single person, whether they've been, um, you know, who likes comics, whether they've been reading Massive Verse titles or not. I've recommended it because I really do think that not only is it an incredible series, but it works very well as a standalone series as well. Yeah. Divorced parents are still fighting the afterlife. You pick up uh, Rogue Song. Come on. No, well, yeah, I, I love it. Like, I, like I've i said it in the previous episodes of the podcast, and I stand by it, is that Rogue Son has my favorite Rogue Gallery of the multiverse. I just love these characters. And in seven issues, I think it's pretty strong already with, like, Suave, and you've got Finnegan Root, you've got Billy Blood Moon, you've got, uh, I always call her Vampironica, but, uh, but uh, you know who I'm talking about. Demonica, yeah. Demonica, yeah. Where, you know, they've done some damage. Like, Demonica's like, you remember, she did, she had shit on lock there for a bit, and, you know, Suave is cool. We've still got Tarantula Curses. That's, Suave is the one that ate the, the spooky spider, right? Or yeah. was it Suave? Yeah, so that stuff's still coming on the roost. Like, we got some really cool stuff in this series. We don't even know what Ori's up to. She could be good or, you know, she's got some evil, ten- evil intentions, uh, perhaps with the zombies. So we don't know. Also, I do want to point out that first page there when uh, or, or page two. Well, actually, it's page one, according to the top right hand corner um, when they're fighting um, with um, brother's name is Brock, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, they're, when Brock and Dylan are fighting, you can see Ari say before you two start killing each other, dot, dot, dot. So like you can kind of see like I'd be shocked if Brock doesn't get some kind of magic power. We saw him talking to Finnegan Root like he might get some kind of ability and you could see these guys fighting because as close as they get with Brock, you know, he feels that Rogue Son is his birthright to be Rogue Son. And there's even that thing like, yeah, I'll give it to you when I'm done. And I don't think Dylan's going to let go of being Rogue Son that easily, especially when he gets used to it. And I think that there might be some turn to the dark side or something. Who who knows what could happen? That's just what I'm pointing out there. Yeah. Maybe he's under that Hellbent costume or something like that. Nah, mm. no, I don't know. Oh. But yeah, no, spe- speaking of uh, Rogue's galleries too, I, I remember uh, when we talked to Ryan, he, he was saying sooner rather than later, we're going to be seeing a, a Minotaur with a flaming sword come out v- very soon too as one of the villains. So I can't wait to can't wait to find out his name. And, and the uh, Alienator, right? Deal. Like, I don't know if that's the thing or not, but the Alienator was mentioned in, when we're in the shop. It was something like that. The Alienator is something Terminator plus something. So no, you're right about that. And uh, Minotaur's... Oh, um, like uh, I'm in love. Come on. Like what? Yeah, like come on. Give it all. It's yeah, no. All these villains, all the names, yeah, just chef kiss. Chef. When when you guys had the option, did you guys it was like one of them was like do blank or use the dark fire. I clicked do the dark fire to the point I can't remember what the other option was. What did you guys pick? Oh, I, I definitely did, picked I the did. dark fire first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I did. I just like in this series, we've only got to see it a, a few times. So I was just like, right, right when I saw the word, I was like, okay, yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to better destroy the sensor of fate. I like, yeah, it's really cool. It feels like you're in the fights. Like what's it's like, Oh, do you open the door or do you go down the hallway? This is like, do you use dark fire? Like one of the coolest new powers in comics. Like it's like, it's so it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love that too. Like the apartment or that apartment breaks. Like, do you save the civilians or do you go run and and, ca- and catch them yeah. or whatever that one was? Yeah, no, choices were cho- choices were awesome. And yeah, and I, I did. I, I know for me, I, I I I went on that page ten. I don't know if we want to talk about that. Yeah, that page ten. I I was on that a few times. It definitely definitely took me a few times. Oh like, yeah. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I love I love how it all connects together and the whole like choose your own adventure thing makes sense within the greater story like it's not just that you see um future fates or whatever but you see like how dylan is dealing with everything and i love the fact that it it 
it, it makes you step into Dylan's shoes by cheating to beat the story or like figure out, you know, how yeah. the story ends. Like that was that was my favorite part. Yeah, the beginning foreshadows the uh, what you're supposed to do. I, I like that because it did it did get me. I was like, geez, am I going to get I felt stupid for a bit. Like whenever I read a new issue of Department of Truth, like it was, you know, well written. I'm just the stupid one in that equation. But it's just like. I love it because you think outside the book, it's like a meta way of storytelling to the point that it increases your immersion because you can relate to Dylan. It's like, oh, shit, we died using the Blackfire. Oh, we tried to die with that. Like, it's just amazing. And it feels like it is like a game, like not so much a video game, but the immersion is there. And that's a great game is when you feel like you're part of it and you just feel like you're part of the material. And this, this was expertly done. Like, I have zero complaints. Like, there's no point. It was like, oh, you could have fixed that. Like, this was flawless, in my opinion. Like, I can't really pick a weak point in this. No, yeah. I agree. That was so much fun. I, I, I really cannot overstate the impact of the massive verse and how incredible uh, their innovation of the medium is when you consider that in the span of a month they released a comic book that was uh, four, four, time, four different eras uh, or timeline, or yeah, four different eras in one, and they released an infinite edition that's just one whole page, and then they had the innovative Rogue Sun number seven that is uh you know choose your own adventure very uh flawlessly adapted into comic book format and it was just such a pleasure to read i could not recommend it enough uh if you're not reading uh, reading black or rogue sun or any of the other titles the masterverse like reading red dead lucky we highly recommend checking it out and overall yeah um i just it always gets me wondering like what are they going to do next you know yeah. It, they 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 haven't they haven't let us down yet there have been so many like different takes on the comic book genre within the massiverse that i i i will continue to give them benefit of the doubt that they will surprise us and keep giving us great stories uh like i'm just waiting so- for the day the bath bomb to open and like my radiant <laughs> inside to like finally come out and i can get my actual you know real life radiant costume and as intended by kyle higgins always of course <laughs> Well, like you look at it, these are these innovative stuff that we're gushing over. This was thought up and planned like a year or two ago, right? So, like for all the stuff to like just be implemented, who knows what they're talking about now? Who knows what Basudos is like, like trying to make work and as an editor and trying to pitch and stuff like that? Is like Kyle writes it, and then you have Marcelo drawing it, and Abel. Who knows what amazing issues of Rogue Sun he's drawing right now? Like it's it's insane, and you know I I, I don't see any signs of stopping. I try not to predict what they're gonna do next as far as like wall breaking ideas because like they don't it's hard to predict people that are innovators did you did any of you guys i know that you know every month they have like one piece of merch that's exclusive and this month it was like the uh the puzzle the puzzle set for reading black right it's reading yeah. black puzzle set so did anyone pick up the puzzle set and put it together i just thought that was really cool no i i didn't but i did, I did see i forget who i saw someone, I, saw Dan, someone. I think danny did it yeah i saw someone on twitter who completed it, it, it yeah. looks freaking awesome yeah awesome yeah um, um i think as- also also i do i did want to say i was on a i was kind of on uh i was having my withdrawal from uh my lack of able in uh in the system <laughs> as of late um but i um i was on uh dc universe uh infinite and i saw like he was he was drawing a batman uh tie-in for the gotham knights that game i, I didn't get oh, sure. I, I didn't even really read the issue but i was just flipping through it just seeing him draw some batman so i just that's a get to... for gotham knights fuck yeah yeah i actually yeah i bought that 
yeah, big looks, reason it I looks fucking that. awesome. I didn't really read it, but just flipping through it, like, damn. Looks great. Yeah, new character and everything. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to read it. I, I picked them up because he's doing the art and also for the skin codes. I haven't bought the game yet, but I know oh, it's going to be- go on sale soon. That's why. I haven't yeah, that's it. what I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah. to do. It's not I the just- greatest. That last page, though, I really just love the writing of this issue and just how they you can the shoes you're adventure can apply to real life. Like I, that's not the most like crazy original connection to make, but I do love it. And when uh, you know Dylan's asking like, do, I, do you ever worry? Do you ever worry you're trapped in a self-destructive pattern that will ultimately lead, lead, ultimately lead to your inevitable death? She goes, honey, that's just called life. Like it, it's it's <laughs> true, and it's like you forget that in life. If you feel like you're stuck in a pattern, you can always choose your own adventure. Small changes go a long way, and you can be the change you want in your life. It's, you're not stuck in this binary, you know, structure where you feel like it's like go to work, do this, do that. There are things you can do to change your life and other people's lives for the better. So like, don't forget that. And also, it's kind of cool that you know she has the incense, I guess, in a safe, and like you see that the sensor that the uh, whatever that smoke is is leaking out. So this won't be the last we see of our ornate and. Uh, I can't. That seems like a rookie move for Dottie to turn around. It's like it's on its side too. Like I don't know. Well, maybe it doesn't stand on the bottom. Like I'll put it in that safe. Hopefully, if he doesn't. That is a rookie mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Should should know better there. Should know better there. But but maybe she's just a pro with the crystal. She she doesn't. She's not a pro with these little lamps. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But hey, well maybe that's gonna be what possesses her. You know, maybe she'll be possessed Ah. by that panel. That's could be how it happens. There we go. Uh, that, and, you know, all you need to change your life and make a difference in other people's life, like I was saying, at least in the case of Dylan, is just a sunstone, which, you know, you could just find for $24.99 at your local Best Buy, actually. It, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Don't 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 go look for one there because you're not going to find it. But, yeah, um, overall, fantastic issue. Could not be happier. If it, congratulations, Ryan, Michael. Everybody in the Massiverse, De Carlos, Raul, everybody involved with the issue, you guys did an incredible job. And Nick Cotton, you did a stellar job, blended in perfectly. I couldn't tell, like, the difference. I I assume he was helping with the timey-wimey stuff, but, like, this just felt flawless. It felt like everyone working as one in this issue. Nick Cotton's actually Ornit. Like that's that's actually the trick. He's 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 the one that's Ornit. He's the Ornit to to Ryan's Ryan. So (laughs) so yeah, then I'm just kidding. So that that was awesome overall. Uh, Looking forward to more. I really, I really can't, I can't even begin to, to fathom what they're gonna, or may, maybe even think about what they're gonna do next. Uh, but we saw you, and we know that Ornate is is obviously Nathan Burnett. It's right there. In the I know, dude. Yeah. I can't wait for Ornate's next uh, appearance. Like, really cool character, very mysterious. So, and yeah. gonna come back with the vengeance. You know, as he had a very like, you know, if you're reading the like, current Thor by Donny Case, like the very Donald Blake ending for for <laughs> for Ornate. So you know he's gonna come back with a vengeance. You know. Blake and Blake, and he's coming for your ass. No, but yeah, I can't. Yeah, I Thor Thor has been interesting, but yeah, no, this is great. Um, yeah. actually, anyway. winning eight and dead lucky next time, guys. Dead lucky three, yeah, dead lucky three for sure. And you know, because of the delays, we won't get our next issue of Rogue Sun eight. So, Rogue Sun eight's not until November 23rd, for those of you wondering. And then, dead lucky, the reason we're pushing out the review is because we wanted to be a little bit closer to the next issue just so people don't forget what happened. And ourselves included and so the next issue of dead lucky is november 30th so you could expect our episode to drop you know probably a week from from today probably november 7th something like that but anyway what about the what about the next uh radiant black next radiant black i haven't checked about that let's see the next reading is that is it 20 is that the next 20 one 20 or 19 i think it's 19 yeah yeah 19 i think it's 19 yeah yeah so let's see, Radiant Black number 19. The next one's November 9th. 
So that's in. Okay, it's like a week and a couple yeah. days. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so yeah, Radiant Black trade paperback four. They've shown the cover, beautiful cover. Um, we've got the Patton Oswald pull quote this time. I mean, God, the pull quotes have been pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, so, the series was patent pending for a while, but it's, we got it through. But we're good. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Two and one. That's the name of this volume. Volume four, two and one. So uh, that's a minor spoiler, obviously, but uh, well, a big spoiler. If you listen to the pod, you probably know what it is. So. It's more than two. It's at least four and one. I mean, we got the robot <laughs> and we got double a one. So it's, it's 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 a it's a it's a thruple at the very least. <laughs> the cover, the cover for cover for 22 dropped, and uh, Radiant Black 22, and we're getting uh, what's his name, Eduardo Fregato back on artist duties for Radiant oh. Black. So that's very very exciting. I'm personally very excited. I love Eduardo. So yeah, yeah, Radiant Black number 22. We got in and out on the cover on the Hollywood sign. Doesn't get more California than that. And the solicit for that reads, Nathan left Los Angeles with $40,000 in credit card debt, no job prospects, and no superpowers. 18 months later, with $40,000 in credit card debt, no job prospects, and a superpowered secret identity that he shares part-time with his best friend, he's going back. So I wonder, I mean, that's crazy. I, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it right now because we'll probably talk about it forever. And I feel like we'll have more clarity after we read Rain and Black number 19 because that's more like four issues behind this solicit. But uh, I wonder how that's going to work out with, with, you know, him going back to California, considering, you know, the whole they're splitting the radiant and everything. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. We'll see you next time for our review on Dead Lucky 3 and probably our interview with Mike of TF1G TF1 Mike. So stay tuned for that. Thanks, and everyone. Thanks for joining us on this adventure. Yeah. <laughs> stay ready.